Hey everybody, this is BSO Brutal MMA episode 16. Yeah, episode 16 coming off a garbage card. Every bit of my being is thankful that I didn't watch that one live and sit through commercials to see one decent fight over the whole night. Was there more than one good fight? I honestly don't remember a single fight on that card. Oh, actually, I'd say there was two good, two decent fights. Arichi Wang versus uh, Tyler Durden. The Mongolian, the Mongolian murder. murder, yep. That was a good fight. And, uh, oh my God, the guy that just beat Randy Costa. Adrian Yanez versus Davy Grant was the best fight of the night. And uh, I was right on that one, though. I knew that. I saw that one going to decision. Everybody else online, oh, it's going to knockout. It's going to be a finish. That's not going to decision. And no way that one's making it 15 minutes. I was like, this has got decision written all over it for me. This one's going 15 minutes. But yeah, so we had... Man, I don't know. Is it even really worth talking about? Misha Tate lo- dropping the fight, losing the fight, per my prediction as well. Pretty much... The card went exactly as I predicted last week, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I was excited. I'm always excited to see Michael Chiesa fight, so I'm always really sad when he do- when he loses. Yeah, his fight was... It, was, it I, I feel like, for being an analyst, he's got to be the analyst with the worst fight IQ. <laughs> That's two fights in a row that he just... Well, one of them, he stuck his neck straight out against Luke, and Luke will snatch it up, so... I mean, he'll snatch it. If you leave it out there, he's going to snatch it up. But this one, man, this fight was so winnable for Chiesa. I thought Sean Brady was going to do exactly what he did and, and wrestle him. But Sean Brady gassed so hard. It was like a round and a half in. That man could barely move the same anymore. And Chiesa was... When Kiesa's tagging you on the hands, you gotta know you got no hands. Kiesa was lighting him up on the feet and then would immediately fire. This is all right, everybody. There's a couple things you never do when you're in the UFC. Pull guillotine, unless you're Charles Oliveira, is one of them. Another one is after you rock a wrestler, repeat it after me, everybody. When we rock a wrestler, we do not throw flying knees. We do not throw flying knees after we rock a wrestler because you're going to get took down immediately. I personally feel like if you already got him rocked you're not, and you're, those punches are connecting, why not just keep it going? Kiesa doesn't have that type of striking to just be, all right, I mean, let me even go. if you don't, the other guy's a wrestler. Why, why take it to the ground? He's already guessed. You're yeah. getting them in the head. Oh, he didn't want to go to the ground. Feet. He was trying to stay standing, and the guy would just... He, Kiesa did it twice. He'd fire a flying knee right up the middle after rocking him, and the guy just grab a hold of it. Well, Sean Brady. maybe by now he's watched the fight back and knows he that, that to He did that, and Arichi Lang did it in this fight, too. I was like, man, what is going on with the spinning nonsense? Don't throw spinning stuff against wrestlers. That doesn't that, that doesn't make any sense to me. I feel like if you're fighting a wrestler, you don't start throwing spinning kicks and flying knees and Yeah, that's all the types same of- thing <laughs> we are talking about when it was... Um- TJ Dillashaw yep. versus uh, Corey Sandhagen. Corey Sandhagen. Yeah, yeah. Corey. Uh, that fight, after watching that, I thought Corey still cannot beat out Jermaine Sterling because the amount of times he gave his back up. But, anywho, that was forever ago. On that same card, though, well, we're going all out of order here, but. 
Um, I guess we'll just go over the main card because the prelims weren't really too worth watching. Aside from Pat Sabatini, Tucker Lutz, we could talk about because I was correct on that one as well. Pat Sabatini was really getting his grappling off. But Tucker Lutz, another guy not using striking against a grappler. Like, they just they don't try to space it out against a grappler. They'll tag him up, and then they'll try to stay in the pocket, and they end up getting took down repeatedly. How many takes on Pat? He had a bunch. Oh, five of 11. So he had, okay, defense, sixty, almost 60% defense. But he beat him up pretty good. Pat Sabatini, <clears throat> though, when he goes up, he's the one that Jamal Emmer's almost flatlined and then decided to go to the ground with him instead of just making him stand back up immediately. He was like, yeah, let me dive onto the ground and then got his leg tore up by a leg via leg lock. Yeah. But somebody is going to put him at, put him down like he's tense to get put down and they are not going to go down with him. And Pat Sabatini is the guy that has mostly only won by like leg locks. No, he's just guy. a re- he's a grappler, just a wrestler. Okay. I know there's like a guy. I think he has two leg lock he... wins, Pat Sabatini, which is oh, you're talking about Chase Hooper. No, I'm oh. pretty sure it was like Uros Medic or someone like that. Oh, Uros Medic, he's a striper, a Somebody striker, the doctor. We watched, he like, just a lost a couple weeks ago. Like got this black guy with a leg lock, and he had only won by leg locks like previously. I don't know. Well, Pat Sabatini got Jamal Emmer's a black guy in a leg lock, but I don't know if he... Where is his tapology here? Let me pull up his tapology. I don't know how many leg locks he has. I do remember us talking about somebody and me being like, damn, this guy has four wins via leg lock. That's sketch. One. I know it was less than like a couple months ago. He's only got one, it looks like. Oh, he's got a heel hook down here. He's got two, but that was 2017. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, there's one down here. Hooks. I don't know. Well, that's a, a leg lock is a heel hook. A le- so, a leg lock is a brush stroke term for a submission to the legs. An arm lock is a brush stroke term to submissions to the arms. So, like, arm bar, amaplata, kimura, americana, those are arm locks. Heel hooks. Knee bars. These are leg locks. So, just a brush stroke term. <clears throat> Anywho. So, yeah, that was another frustrating fight to watch. It was a lot of frustrating fights to watch last weekend. One one that really might have been the worst showing of a striker just letting a grappler hug them was Hani Yaya versus King. Kyung Ho Kang is, I believe, how the order that's supposed to go, and not Kang Ho Kyung or whatever. Kyung Ho Kang was absolutely... I thought it was going to be a knockout in the first round. He was lighting Ronnie Aya up so much in the first round. He lit him up so much, and he would just kept getting taken down, and he lost rounds two and three. Kept getting took down. The second it would go to the feet, he'd light him up. Then he'd get taken down, he couldn't get back up. So... It's another one where yeah he lost it. it was, yeah he did yeah Ronnie yeah, yeah that was my prediction is he was gonna be able to pull off the grappling but dang Kyung Ho Kang he didn't he had no idea how to get back up at all so for being thirty four years old and being around that much he should have had a better more complete ground game in my opinion but anyways uh, we talked about Michael Chiesa Sean Brady 
Davy Grant, Adrian Yanez, though. That was a pretty good fight. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Yeah, that one slipped mine, too. I just... Yeah. Pretty good. Adrian Yanez squeaking out the win, still. And, uh... Man, he is fun to watch, that Adrian Yanez. And Davy Grant, well, he is a tough guy as well. Davy Grant was getting... Woo, he was getting hit with some bigger shots. And I didn't know how the judges were going to really score it because Davy Grant would, in the exchanges, fire a bunch of shit off. You know, body kick, just a bunch of just random nonsense. But when Giannis would hit him, he'd hit him square, accurately, and hard. And I think he realized, okay, I can't put this guy away, so I've got to match his volume. And he hung in there with the volume, too. Adrian Giannis. So that's good to see power punchers at that weight class be able to keep up with the volume, too, especially what with somebody. What weight class is that? 135. Okay. He's one of the hardest hitting 135ers. People want him, to, want him to fight O'Malley. And I'm like, ooh, man, I would love that match up so much. But the the little bit of a boxing promoter in me that, that maybe I was in a former life is like, oh, you can't put those two guys up against each other. Those are two of the hottest prospects. At 135. And then you'd have more prospects go at each other. I mean, they've gener- they have done that historically quite a bit. Islam versus Armin Sharuki, and people are like, why are they matching these two up at the time? But they do that. I mean, there's a great... Uh, but they are both ranked. But there is a good uh, couple do, of up-and-comers fighting this weekend. Do you know what a torn peck looks like? Not exactly. Do you want to see yeah, Mark sure, Beltron? It will not be refing for a while because apparently, peck. yeah, he was in a grappling match and it's like purple, like dark. Oh, purple. I expected it to look more mis, like the like a torn bicep. How it just looks ugly, like it looks messed up. I don't know. I've never seen a torn bicep. Yeah. I just thought that was interesting. Mike Beltron. I like him as a ref. He's okay. He's. He's, not he's looking a little clueless out there sometimes. Like he's he's not really on the ball when it happens like when uh kevin holland when they had a collision of heads yeah and he had no idea what to do they reviewed it for like 10 minutes yeah. mike beltron w- didn't even want to be the one to have to make the decision yeah you know he was he'll kind of he 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 i don't want to say he won't accept responsibility but he will kind of try to oh but i was doing this i was uh, and kind of be a little excusey a bit as a ref and I don't like that in my refs. I want it to be, hey, what I say goes. Even if I'm like, ah, fuck it, it was the wrong call. At least he was stern in his own call. Yeah. You know, I want it to be what I say goes and that's it. So. Yeah, who knew he A lot of the shirt. MMA refs are kind of, yeah, he's a big he's a big mofo. I thought he was chubby, but he looked he, shredded. He's, he's a little chubby. He's just a hefty man. He's like 6'7 or something like that. <laughs> he's huge. Mike Peltron. He's massive. His son fights. Son's not that good though. Apparently, he's a detective with that. What is L A S D like? Los Angeles Los Security S- Department. L A S D. Detective ref. The Los Angeles Sucking Dick Department. Apparently, he's an actor as well. So yeah, maybe he was thinking about something when that happened. Yeah, thinking about something else. You over here thinking about the case he's supposed to be on or the commercial he's going to try to be in. Yeah, a lot of people Rather than Kevin Holland's safety. Kevin Holland going down to 170, though. You see that? Yeah. I think we talked about that last part. The more I think about it, the more I like the move. 
down to 170. He I used mean, to fight at 170. He beat what good guys when he used to fight at 170. He beat Jeff Neal right before he came into the UFC. Right before they both came into the UFC. Yeah. Jeff Neal's ranked. He's got a fight coming up, that Jeff Neal. He's ranked pretty uh Yeah, I definitely think Kevin Holland like will 10th. fit better at that weight class. We'll see if the chin holds, though. Yeah. He obviously can get, get knocked out at 185. We've seen now that collision of heads. Yeah, he can be knocked yeah, out. It can, it's possible. So we'll see how it goes. But he'll have a major reach. In, I think he'll be the tallest at 170. Because right now, Magny's the tallest. I believe he's a good bit taller Neil than Magny. Magny. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see how tall Neil Magny is. Neil Magny's 6'3". Is Kevin Holland taller six than 6'5", probably. Kevin Holland's very tall. These guys, though, the thing with UFC, though, these guys put their own height in. So you get guys... Well, according to Google or whatever, he's 6'3". Yeah, I think he's actually 6'3". Um, Hamzat Shemaev is like 6'3", 6'4", as well. Is he at 170? Yeah, he's ranked. He just beat Leech. He's going to be ranked now. Yeah. 170. Um, I get so confused when they're talking about like the Dagestani slash Russian fighters. Like, I get them all confused, and then I saw one where one of them was, like, calling Habib evil, and I thought they were, like, like this united front, like, they all liked each other, but I... I, I have no know. idea who was calling Habib evil. I think it was Kazmat. Really? Hamzat Shemaev? Hamzat Shemaev. Or Hamzat His... He, more of... Oh, it's probably out of context, then. His... Usually his talk is like this, doesn't matter me, I beat that man. I smash him two at once. I beat both of them same time. It don't matter. He bad man. I good man. He be, I beat that man. Um, in that know. tone and everything. He talks in a very monotone. I mean, he likes to talk smack, but he's not fighting 155 or something. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That's why I was like, I don't know. Okay, yeah, there's like a YouTube video from like four weeks ago where he explains his bad blood with uh, Habib. Well... I don't know. You don't have that video pulled up, so. Yeah. Oh, who knows? Who cares? Research about that. I care about that type of stuff. It's I probably like it. something. Habib has crazy views, if you've ever looked into him. Yeah, for sure. Whenever I re- whenever I repost like Habib's or like Hasbulla's content, they get a lot of views. Habib? Oh, no, no, no. I mean, Habib's. I don't want to bring political views onto this here, but... Yeah. Habib's political views are like some Protestant witch trials, like old 1800s I level. I mean, what do you expect from someone from Russia, though, <laughs> who grew up in the mountains? They don't, I was just saying, so maybe, because Hamza, I think, resides in Sweden. Yeah, he was born in Russia, but he's lived in Sweden for a long time. Sweden so. has very differing views yeah. then. So that's probably what's going on where, over there. If I had to take a guess, but who knows? That's just me guessing. Well, I guess we could roll on into the uh Yeah, something more this exciting. Week's, this the week's font card versus Aldo. Oh, this card. This fight this is a this is a grand slam fight night card. I mean I must admit, like nothing this... just gives me jumpy out of my seat on this card, but it's probably because I don't know most of the fights. Oh no, you know these guys. You know these guys. Like I know Raphael Fazee versus Brad, Brad Riddell. Riddell. Oh, yeah. Those are what Top 15 ranked light, lightweights, 13th and fi- versus 15th? Come on. That's a or like, I banger. Know, That's going to be fight of the night. Or I know Clay Guida fighting at um, 
Santos, I believe. Oh, yeah, Santos. Santos, woo, his last fight when he got knocked out, flattened out. Remember that one? He was on his back, and there was like a minute left, and the guy just started pounding him after he won the whole fight, Santos. We watched him win in Key West. He's the guy that got kicked in the balls like four times in Key West. Remember that? No, but no. yeah, those are the only fighters I really know on the card. Like, no, like, Alex the Great White Morono. You brought him up last week. I only bring that up because, like, Mickey Gall. I get him confused with or confused with. Uh, you know Mickey Gall. Mickey Gall fought Mike Perry when when Mike Perry's girlfriend was in the corner. I, Mickey Gall starched Jordan Williams a couple weeks ago. I was pretty hyped about that. He got, that was a good fight. Mickey Gall looking like his striking has improved greatly. Alex Morono, though, never really impressed me. Coming off a win over Cowboy. Yeah. And then a loss over Pettis, which has not aged well at all because Pettis has not won since he not left the did, UFC. Yeah. He's left the UFC, His has not brother, won since. Sergio Pettis. Yeah, like Sergio's six years younger than him and fights at the, an empty division in Bellator. Bellator. Uh, anyways, but that's just a whole different. <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah, right. but no, his What's brother's nice good. His stuff. brother actually is the better of the two currently. They look just alike, too. Currently. Quake Guida fought Pettis back in the day. He was the first one. He kind of wrote the playbook on how to defeat Pettis. Back in the day when Pettis was an up-and-comer and people were like, who is this guy? Yeah. The hype train on Pettis when he was young was pretty wild. Anthony he was, Pettis? Yeah, he was in the Wheaties box. Oh, yeah, he was throwing kicks where he would jump off the cage and stuff, and he was landing them. Showtime kick. He's got some famous ones. And uh, he was a lightweight champ at one point, 155 champ. I didn't know that. Yep. And Clay Who Guida. took the belt from him? RDA, I think. Okay. But Clay Guida wrote the playbook on how to beat him, and RDA used it. Where if okay. you just get in his face and keep him backing up, especially back then, he had nothing for you. Okay, and we probably talked about this on the podcast, so I have this question on my mind. Where does GSP fit? Because people, I always see on the internet that like, GSP is the best of all time. I'm like, I don't even... Well, George St. Pierre beat numerous eras. What weight class? 170. Okay. So They're trying even... to say Usman's better than it. Has a better... Is like the best 170 pounder ever. Now, if they fought each other... Well, how many times did has Usman defended his belt? Against an actual 170-pounder? Once, twice, but okay. in total, four, maybe three or four times. But GSP has defended his belt more. Oh, GSP lost his He earned the belt, lost the, defended a bunch of times, lost the belt, beat the guy that beat him. Everyone that he ever beat, he came back and avenged that loss. Held on to the belt again. Through numerous eras of welterweights, retired, came back, and won the middleweight title. Well, obviously, GSP is better than Usman, then. I didn't even know <laughs> people, people are out that of their minds. With that information. So, the thing is, though, if they would have fought, if they say you take prime GSP, say you would take like a 32 year old GSP versus 32 year old Usman, Usman probably would beat him. Usman. Yeah, but that's just shop talk, though. That's not, yeah, it is barbershop talk. The numbers Usman say us is, otherwise. Usman is... I mean, GSP was a bit of a cheater, but ah, there's no way that man's not on PDs. He's just so much stronger. GSP, but GSP might have been on some Or stuff. Usman. GSP was a big advocate for 
testing when he fought, but boy, did he look like a specimen compared to everybody else when he fought. He was a specimen of a Canadian man. GSP. He was a absolute specimen. But Usman is just so fast and powerful. He just gets to the target just a little quicker. I feel like I don't really see that in Usman. At least from the fights that I've watched, I don't see that. Don't see what? I don't know. I guess I'm not. Maybe I'm His not. power of him blasting people? Colby Covington I, I don't know. Is has a chin of iron. I feel and like. Usman feel, cracked it bad. I, I feel like when me and you watch fights, we see different things. Like, almost like yeah, considering you weren't things. impressed by Gaethje Chandler somehow, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. Like, I only like certain fights. Yeah, I don't know how you didn't like that one. That's been a fight of the year, anyways. <laughs> I don't know how you can't how you or like when I watch Usman fight, I'm never impressed. But like, Usman has knocked out numerous people who have never been knocked out before. I understand you. I don't know. Like I'm like, do I need to go back and like watch more fights? No, you'll or, be bored. I'm like, to tears. what do I need to do? Like, to be able to like, I don't know, be more impressed, or maybe I just have a certain fighting style I like. I don't know. I mean, they call him Snoozeman for a reason. He's been his. I mean, that last fight against Covington was not good. People were like, "Oh, it was okay." His second fight against Covington was not good. He just after he dropped him twice, he just fought so timid. After that, he was like, "Okay, I've got this one in the bag," and just kind of. You know- Wrote it out, and somehow I thought it was three rounds to two. One of the judges gave him four rounds. I would never, ever think that. And he did get taken down, but they don't count it. You know what I think Stat it is? That padding over there. I think I got spoiled with the no crowd fighting. Probably because when I liked fights a lot more because I could just really hear everything. I was everything like, like bop, bop, bop. So I think bop, bop, then that's that may be why. I love a good crowd sometimes, like when Anthony Smith. Was fighting when on that fir- when it was in Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah. yeah, that first card with a crowd. It was an okay. The crowd was okay, and then when Anthony Smith came in, the crowd was going nuts. And I was like, "This is when you need the crowd right here to be to be reminded, like, yeah, Anthony Smith is about to fight. This guy's awesome. The fans love him. We love Anthony Smith. Hell yeah!" And he got in there and it was a great fight. Put on a show like he always does. Um, anywho, I guess we could go ahead and finish up on who's on GSP, but GSP has a crazy, <laughs> his so GSP's resume is pretty untouchable by anyone besides Anderson Silva and, uh, Usman's a, doesn't have that many fights left in him anyways to even really tie some of these records, but would it's you, it's just recency bias. Would you say that maybe Usman was a smarter fighter since he decides to fight people that like aren't true one seventiers? No, like no, 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 no. He fought the contenders that were available. The division is just weak. Okay, so you just think his division just wasn't oh. as strong as GSP's? Was. Yeah, of GSP's competition. It was like Hall of Famer after Hall of Famer after Hall of Famer. He had to go through. Yeah, and shoot has. So maybe, you know, finding those guys made him better because, you know, they say oh, yeah. iron sharpens iron. You yep. know, when you have higher competition, you've got to get better. Because he had great rivalries with, like, Matt Hughes, who's just another Hall of Famer. Uh, yeah, there he is. Let me think. Has Usman... So they will put some of these dudes. Let me see. Where is his record? 
So he fought. Let's see. Out of all these guys, so they will put Damian Maya in the in the uh, Hall of Fame. They will put RDA in the Hall of Fame, but he's a 155 pounder. Woodley will make the Hall of Fame. That's it on this list. If they put Edwards in, that's a that's a shame. <laughs> he doesn't deserve to be in there. <laughs> Why is that a shame? Oh my God, because he's. He is the di- people call Usman Snoozman. Nobody put a boring fight on like Leon Edwards do. <laughs> is this man ever not gone to decision? I'm about to click on it right now. He is king boring. <laughs> oh, you want to see a bad fight, a boring fight? Go watch him versus Usman, and that was one of the more entertaining fights of his career. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, he TKO'd Pat Sabota. Sabata. But besides that. Decision, I poke, decision, 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 TKO, decision, 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 decision. So he has two finishes in the UFC. <laughs> and every, so he's got one. Two, so like 90% of his six, fights are. He has 14 fights in the UFC. One of them Only... got performance of the night, it looks. Oh, yeah, because he knocked a dude out. The only performance, his only bonus he ever got ever was on that knockout in 2015. Eight seconds into the fight. This man must have had no chin. But <laughs> <laughs> I have seen that highlight before with the eight second knockout. Um, But, yeah, he is. I mean, look at this stuff. So he's 90% against, decisions. Basically. Yeah. And his decisions are. Poor too, like split decision against Gunnar Nelson. He's supposed to be coming back soon, but he almost lost to Nate Diaz, RDA, and Cowboy, <laughs> and almost lost to Gunnar Nelson if it was split decision. So he's barely squeaking it by his past four fights or so against guys who are old. Yeah, old, old, <laughs> and not even supposed to be at one seventy. Brian Barberina. And Gunnar Nelson, the only two real 170ers on here. And Baal Muhammad, but he, he fingered his eye two, <laughs> 10 seconds into round two. He won the first round, and then he was standing there huffing and puffing, too, going into the second round. And Muhammad, who just took a bunch of damage, standing there, no problem, still pushing forward, and Edward just fingered his eye immediately. <laughs> I'm going to hate that hard. I'm going to say he did it on purpose. <laughs> and I thought it should have been a loss because it was the second eye poke of the fight, and he got warned. He got warned once, then he poked him in the eye once, yeah. and then he poked him in the eye to the point of it being a no contest that Blah Muhammad's eye swole shut and he couldn't continue. Oh my God, that should have been a loss. Yeah, I agree. That's a loss right there. That is not a no contest. If you're warned twice, if you're warned once, commit once, and end it with an eye poke, that's a loss. But they so, didn't want to end his, his little win streak. So is that these. comparable to when... Um, Piotr Jan need Aljamain in the head. Was that a loss or a no contest? That was a loss. Okay, so if they would have given Leona Edwards a loss for the eye poke, it would be like the same situation. Yes. Okay. I thought he should have got the loss for that. Got it. And he had no... Then, so Bilal Muhammad afterwards was like, okay, well, we'll just run it back. We'll do it again. We'll run it back. We'll run it back. 
because Edwards at that point hadn't fought since 2019 against RDA, which he lost the fifth round in. Looked poor in the fifth round. And he's like, let's run it back. This guy's so inactive. And then he's like, no, no, man, I'm ahead of you. I'm not going to – I can't fight Bolt behind in the rankings again. I'm ahead Good of you. And then fought security. Nate Diaz. And it's like, dude, I hate this guy so much. I can't stand when guys do this. They just hold up the division so much and pick and choose who they're going to fight. I cannot stand I mean, it. Would you, do, would you not do that if you were a fighter? You're not going to protect I don't know that what job I security do. and – fight who you want well in fighting your pay is really based on if you can sell fights Mm -hmm. that's correct and if you're fighting nick diaz you're gonna sell more fights and every every fight leon edwards is like they don't pay me enough they don't pay me enough they need to pay me more and no one knows who he is no one tunes in when he watches yeah and his fights suck that's why he fought Nick Diaz instead of Nate that other Diaz. guy. Or lost. Nate Diaz. And almost yeah. lost. He still got paid, though. That's probably Nate one got the... paid more than him for losing. Nate lost and made more than him. I bet, yeah. They, like, quadrupled the money. Because <laughs> he's going to sell more fights. Yeah. yeah, Nate and Nick Diaz are two of the highest paid UFC fighters. They have two of the highest... They're two of the most watched of all time. Oh, yeah, good for them. Yeah. Stockton. They have two of the biggest <laughs> followings in uh, fight history, so... Yeah. But that's how it works in fighting. It's what you can bring in. Who you, the eyes you can bring in is what you get paid off. Yeah. So I d- honestly, I think if I we was were... a f- if I was a fighter, I do not think I'd take the Leon Edwards approach because I would think the casual fans aren't going to like me. I'm not going to make. You can make all these fights right here. All these he probably didn't even make a hundred thousand for most of these fights. It's kind of like what we were talking about with like Amanda Nunes, how she doesn't sell fights, but then Misha Tate got her. She headlined that card. Yeah, and we me- think that's because she has more fans. Yeah, she does have more. She does get more viewers. Misha Tate's viewership is much higher than Amanda Nunez, strikingly, <laughs> even though Nunez beat her. I think it's because Misha Tate is like more attractive, and she's American. Yeah, she's American. She's got a name. She's and was she looking. champ at one time? She was the champ. Yeah. Um, and she had a fake butt, right? Or is that boobs? I think it's a real butt. Oh, okay. I don't know what her dimensions are like for. The only lady I know with fake boobs is Paige Van Zandt. That Who fought. has lost every fight. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, yeah. Wow. She's horrible. She was never good. Yeah. She was just good looking. Yeah. People... They gave her her few decision wins. There, they they gave her wins when they could, and still wasn't enough to keep her around. <laughs> uh, when you go on her. Anyways, <laughs> to this main card coming up this week. Not even the main card. We can even start on the prelims. We'll skip the first one and go on to the next. Philip Wines, he fell out of a fight against somebody that got canceled. We can pull that up. Fell out of a fight against OSP. He was scheduled to fight OSP, and that one fell out. Is OSP the big black guy? GS. OSP. Yes, he is a big black guy. Yeah. OSP. Okay. I think we talked about him. We have quite a bit. I think I have picked against him when that <laughs> with that fight originally. But now I'm going to pick against Philip Wines in this one because he's going against the undefeated... Azamat Murdamakanov, however the heck you pronounce that. But this man, he was on contender a few weeks ago, and he looked good. He looked strong and powerful. He can swing hard. He is a Russian man, undefeated. Yeah, we don't bet against the Russians I'm going to go ahead. Here. Well, we also usually don't try to bet against Brazil. Brazil yeah. But I'm going to go ahead 
Pick the natural lightweight. The other guy's a heavyweight who's now fighting at light heavyweight. I'm going to take the natural light heavyweight Russian undefeated power puncher. And that one. That's what I'm going to go with that one. Don't know a lot about these guys. Dusok, Tarotovich, and Mackie Patolo. When was the last guys that these guys fought? Oh, this guy lost to Gregory Rodriguez, the Obama-looking guy before. And Soriano... That was on the card that uh, that was on uh, Max Hallway. To beat Daquan Townsend, who was not in the UFC any four. Oh, beat Michelle Pereira. Oh, is this the Canadian guy that beat Michelle Pereira? Is this that guy? Oh, no, this guy's Serbian. There's a Canadian guy that beat Michelle Pereira. Oh, no, that wasn't in the, U- in some other, in the UFC. That he was in the, let's see what his name is. Danny Roberts, was it? Oh no, that's a win. Tristan Connolly. Tristan Connolly going into against Michelle Pereira. Everyone was like it was like a last minute fill in or something. And Pereira does like he's the guy that does backflips in the middle of fights. And going into the fight they're like, So Connolly, uh what do you you know, you're getting this opportunity and you know, you get the, how are you gonna survive in there? And like they were counting him out and in his interview <laughs> in his interview he was like, The way you guys are asking me these questions, it sounds like you have no faith in me winning this fight at all. I don't think you realize I'm going to go and try to win tomorrow. Yeah. I'm going to try to win. And he did. He ended up beating Michelle Pereira as a massive fill-in underdog. This little Canadian guy who was fighting a weight class up. He was was going up a weight class to fight him. And he ended up beating him decision, Pereira. That's good. Yeah, it was pretty good. That was a good one. Um, But anywho, how did we get on Michelle? Oh, because this guy beat him. Versus Maki Patolo. <laughs> Maki Patolo, 13 and 8. The Coconut Bombs. Who's he's bought? Julian Marquez, that's not a bad loss. Impacasong and I, he ain't got a chin. Darren Stewart, so he's fought. Charles Bird. He has fought harder dudes, but lost. The only win, but they also they have an equally crappy win in Charles. Charles Bird or Daquan Townsend, man. This guy beat John Phillips. Those are tired of guys he beat. So Charles Bird don't look like as bad of a law of of a name to beat than Daquan Townsend. Daquan Townsend never won in the UFC. I think he won a contender once. I guess just blind guessing here. I'm gonna go with Mackie Patolo. Seems like he's had the harder guys to go up against than Dusak Torodoruch. Both coming off a couple losses in a row. Now we're going to get back into my wheelhouse of where I start knowing stuff. Alex the Great White Morono, who normally I hold to quite a low standard. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Versus Mickey Gall. Every time I get him confused with uh, Brandon Moreno, you're like, that guy sucks. Yeah, Alex Morono. So the way I would use it was someone cowboy got starched by Alex Morono. I was like, oh, man. Because his losses before that, I was like, lose to Tony. Ferguson, not a bad loss. He loses to Gaethje, not a bad, not loss. a bad loss. Loses to Conor McGregor, not a bad loss. Mm. Not a bad loss. Conor McGregor is an elite athlete, <laughs> for reals. I kind of forget that. Yeah, and okay, so lose to Conor McGregor, no big deal. Go to a tie with Miko Price, not bad at all. Get knocked out in the first round by Alex Morono, though. That's looking rough at that point. I don't, I don't like that. You can't be getting starched by Alex Morono. You can't be doing that. 
who who does he even hold wins over besides Cowboy? I know he lost to Chaos Williams. Zalata, I don't even know that guy. Beat McKee. McKee got cut. Oh, he beat Max Griffin. That's a good win. So that's his best win, but he got starched by Chaos. Lost to Pettis. What's the decision, though? Well, I mean, Pettis can't can't win in any other way at this point. And uh, where is he? Alex Morono. Oh, we're going back. But now he's going up against Mickey Gall, who looked good against Jordan Williams. Now, Jordan Williams also is not a good fighter. He got knocked out against uh debut guy who just debuted an Irishman, Gary something, Gary something, Gary Tone. No, not Gary Tone. Somebody else. Some guy named Gary knocked him out the other week, an Irishman. So, Mickey Gall versus Alex Morono. Alex Morono is surprisingly having a lot more experience here. 20-7 and seven versus the 7-3 and three Mickey Gall. Mickey Gall had a lot of hype going into him. I think he only had like two fights when he made the UFC, Mickey Gall. Yeah, he was 1-0 when he came into the UFC. They're like, let's pick up this guy. Yeah. It was on... So, it's actually a pretty cool episode of uh, looking for a fight. They go watch Mickey Gall, and Mickey Gall's like, dude, I know I'm inexperienced, but you won't be sorry. Pick, come on, take me in. And uh, he went on a three-fight win streak, but he beat kind of, you know, Mike Jackson, who went 0-2 in the, or 1-1. He beat CM Punk, but they took his win away against CM Punk because he smoked weed. So he beat Mike Jackson, beat CM Punk, beat Sage North None of these guys are in the UFC anymore. Lost to Rude Boy Brown. Not a bad loss. Lost, beat George Sullivan. Don't think he's in the UFC anymore. Lost to Diego Sanchez. This was an ugly fight. This fight right here, when I watched this one, I did not have much faith in Mickey Gall after that one because Diego Sanchez was pretty beat at that <laughs> point, and Diego Sanchez fucked him up bad. <laughs> As a destroyed, disheveled, crazy old man, this was not that long ago either. This was 2019. Yeah, he just retired. Yeah, 2019. With his OnlyFans yeah. pitch. <laughs> they beat Sam Tawa, whoever the heck this guy is, Taharney. Canceled bout against Carlos Condit and Alex Oliveira. Those are good names. Lost to Mike Perry, which that was actually a pretty good fight, surprisingly. Canceled against Miguel Beza. Starch Jordan Williams. Man, I don't know who I'm going to pick in this one. Mickey Gall, I think, has the more complete game at this point, but his grappling probably isn't even going to matter because I doubt he's going to want to get that close to Alex Morono. I think if Mickey Gall can use his outside boxing, use the outside perimeter and stay on his back foot a little bit, I think he can I think he can win. I'm leaning towards Mickey Gall in that one. He doesn't have the power that Morono has, but Morono doesn't really have the greatest footwork. He gets caught flat-footed a lot. He does that thing where when you when instead of kind of backpedaling, he will extend his his leg fully straight outwards, turn his foot to the side, and kind of like swing your legs backwards. I don't know if I'm describing that well. Sam Alvey does it as well. It's not a very good way to avoid damage. It's not a good habit to have. Alex Morono has that, and... What's the reach like on the, against these two guys? Is, is, who's got the reach advantage? 74-inch reach versus... 
What's Alex Morono's reach? 72. Uh, only a two-inch reach advantage. Well, if he can use that extra inch per arm, well, I think Mickey Gall can touch him from the outside and win by decision. I see this going to by decision. Or he can touch him out from the outside enough. Morono will get desperate, try to shoot in, and you don't want to be in a, you don't want to be at the grappling hands of Mickey Gall if you're a younger guy. I'll tell you what, some of these older guys can do it, like Diego Sanchez when they fought, but I don't think there's any younger guy that's gonna be hold up as hold up as well. Okay. Anyway, so you, do you know? Do you have any guess on that? When you've seen them both fight, you don't want to no. don't want to make a prediction. No. Mickey Gall is the one that comes out to, oh, Mickey, you're so yeah, fine, you're yeah. so fine, you blow my mind, hey, Mickey. I'm telling you, I don't remember any hey, of these guys' fights, their abilities, oh. anything. All right. Yeah, I'll I'll make my decision on the day of, and it'll. it's usually if I don't know the guys, whoever has the best record or the most fights is who I go towards. Well, that's not so always that's the best. I never go with Alex record. <laughs> Clay Guida, Leonardo Santos. This is a good matchup. Two old-timers. I like when they let the old-timers go at it against each other. Usually they'll put an old-timer up against a young guy and then let him get knocked out until they've had enough with him. Leonardo Santos coming out a brutal knockout, though. He was flat on his back, got ground and pounded. Clay Guida, I think, also coming off a loss to Matt Brown, maybe? Marco Madsen. Oh, yeah, he did fight Marco Madsen. He got out-wrestled. Beat Michael Johnson. (laughs) Bobby Green. When the heck did he fight? Did it get canceled? I thought he just fought. Huh. Maybe I'm nuts. Oh, no, it was Matt Brown, Carlos Condit. That's who fought each other. I'm crazy. That's a totally different weight class, too. Carlos Condit retired, though, after Max Payne Griffin beat him. He came back, went on a decent little streak. He beat JaVale McGee. Not JaVale McGee, the NBA player. He beat uh, Court McGee, the the UFC fighter. And then he beat uh, uh, Matt Brown. And then he lost to Max Payne Griffin. And Max Payne Griffin is... Kind of a measuring stick, if you know what I mean. Not really a gatekeeper, more of like a measuring stick to see, oh, can this guy beat Max Griffin? Yeah, more against new guys, and uh, he lost to him. It was a pretty good fight. And when he was sitting down in the corner, he was down on the ground at the end of one round, and you could kind of tell, like, oh, that might be it. And he retired afterwards, which is too too bad. I loved watching the natural-born killer fight. He would put on some good ones back in the day. He got robbed. When he when he fought for the belt, robbed him. He won three rounds to two against Lawler, and they gave it to Lawler. Well, anyways, in that one, man, I don't know who I'm going to go with. Santos or Guida, that is a coin flip right there. Don't bet on that one, boys. Santos got knocked out bad. He's so slow. I think Guida's going to be able to hold him down for three rounds or just hold him up against the cage. Hate to bet against Brazil, but we're going with Guida. Go with Guida, even though... Santos is bigger. He's a real lightweight when Guido was a 145er at one point. Jake Matthews versus Jeremiah Wells. This one, that's a Jake Matthews pick every day of the week for me right there. That one is a good inside the distance pick. Mostly, a lot of the times I'm not too confident on a knockout. Jake Matthews should be able to knock this boy out. Jeremiah Wells. He should be able to knock, he should be able to blast this dude into another dimension. Who's this guy fought? Beat Walry Alves. Knocked out Walry Alves. Not bad. That's his best win. And Jake Matthews coming off a loss. Sean Brady, no shame in that, though. 
before that he was on a three-fight win streak. Jake Matthews should be able to put this boy away. But since I've said that, it's going to go to decision. So go ahead and actually bet for it to go to decision since I called it going the other way. So Jake Matthews should win that one. He's the better fighter, I believe. We'll go ahead and into the next one because I know you don't know those guys. Where are Oh, Louis Smoke of Vince Marias. That's a cut. There's some. You just said a second ago you want to see more up and comers. It's more prospects go against each other. Here's yeah, two I prospects. Yeah, I definitely think the prospects Here's should fight prospects each other. Here's two prospects going at each other. Louis Smoke was supposed to fight O'Malley. Got canceled. Now it's a Vince, Vince Marias, who I've not been too impressed with. Lost the song you don't. He beat Draco Rodriguez, but that fight, I don't remember if you remember how I talked about it on the show. I went, whoever, this is the fight between the two most overrated prospects of a couple years ago. (laughs) Draco Rodriguez versus Vincent Marias. I think I picked Marias in that one. Smolka should be able to win that one. Smolka's the better fighter, for sure. He's He's got up against way harder guys, beat harder guys. He should be able to win that one. His losses are... Look at these guys. Look at his losses. Ray Borg, Tim Elliott, Brandon Moreno, Casey Kenny, Matt Schnell. These are good fighters he's lost to. So, definitely going with a little smoke on that one. Easy pick there. Louis Smolka should be able to just... I mean, he should just be able to... In any aspect of the game, he should be better than this man. Manuel Cobb versus the... Uh, I believe this man's from Kazakhstan, if I'm not mistaken. I'm going to try to... Where is he from? Yep, versus this Kazakhstani man whose name I cannot pronounce. Oh, let me Zahal. try. Z- okay, go ahead. <laughs> Never mind. He looked good in his last fight, though. He's a short guy. Z- Zalgas Zumaglov? I don't know. He's a short guy. 5'4". Is he rocking the beard no mus- or the yeah beard no mustache? That's right. He fought the top. So they had, I was trying to remember his last one. He is not rocking the beard. No mustache. He's clean shaven. So they put the shortest. He's the shortest guy at 125. And he fought the tallest guy, Jerome Rivera, at 125. The shorter guy got a standing choke on the tall guy in their fight. Manuel Kopp looked pretty overrated until his last fight when he got that nice knee off on Ode Osborne. Who I think has been knocked out twice now. Did Odie Osborne get knocked out in his last fight too? Oh no, he beat CJ Vergara. I think I had him pick to lose that one. Manuel Cobb versus... He is the younger man. That's a coin flip for me right there. I guess I'll go with uh, Manuel Cobb. Even though he has been kind of... Known to not do enough to win via decision... You know, he might have, at 125, you can't throw just 17 strikes around at 125. Some of these boys throw 40, 50 strikes around 125 for three rounds. They can throw a lot of strikes. You cannot throw under 20 strikes and be successful. So, you know what, I'm actually, ah, man, I don't know. That one's a coin flip. It's just a guess at that point. We'll go with Manuel Cop. We'll guess the cop. Jimmy Crute. Versus Jamal Hill, both coming off losses to hard-nosed veterans. This is a good matchup right here. You'll like this fight. These boys are finna hit each other as hard as they can. 
That's what I'm looking forward That's to. That's what you're gonna you're gonna like this one. These guys, I'm ready to wake up from my snooze fest. These guys are gonna go at it. Well, you're not gonna, you're definitely not gonna be in a snooze fest from the fights leading up to it at that point because those are gonna be some bangers. A couple of them, especially those little guys. But this is where the it's gonna start getting a lot better for name value. Jimmy Crew coming off a loss to uh, Anthony Smith, and Jamal Hill coming off a loss to uh, the Bear Jew, Paul Craig. He was the one that had his arm was spinning all types of crazy ways in the triangle. I think Jamal Hill actually has the skill on the feet to do it, though. I haven't seen an, a really a ton from both of them, but I think Jamal Hill's just a tad bit faster, and I think he's going to be able to get there, get there first. I think Jamal Hill's going to win. But could be wrong. Jimmy Crute's probably the favorite going into that one. Going with Jamal Hill. Do you have a guess between the two? You've seen them both fight a couple decent times. Whoever has the best record, that's what I always this go with. Not, if I don't know them, that is not a good way to go. You never want to go. If by I record. don't know the fighters, you there's nothing else I can go off of. You have watched these boys fight, Beijer. I have no memory of any fight. You gotta start remembering for the show. The fans are probably like, "What is going on with Deja? She don't know Jimmy I don't Crook. remember She's anything. the host of an MMA show, and she doesn't know the 15th ranked light heavyweight? Okay. The, the main thing of the show is I'm a beginner, I'm a newbie to the sport, <laughs> and you're the expert. And we give both of our perspectives. And my newbie perspective is, if I don't know the fighters, I'm going by the record. All right, well, you got to know this guy. He won fighter of the week one week. Chris Gritzmacher. He won Fighter of the Week on our show. Not from this show. Chris Gritz, Gritzmacher, he was in a grimy 155. You'll know. He does not look like that. He's got long hair. Oh, my God. You don't know Chris Gritzmacher. This guy's been around so long. I've only been watching for like a year at this point. He was on Ultimate Fighter. He's fought everybody. He has fought everybody. Come on. Why is this? What is this autocorrect? doing to me here maybe he has crazy hair now why is it not showing me pictures of this man this is tito ortiz that comes up when i looked up chris gritzmacher i know i'm spelling it wrong but god (laughs) because it's impossible to freaking smell spell he looks wild these days though there he is. Looking like a caveman out here these days. Look at that. You don't remember that guy? No. He put on a good showing against... He won two rounds of three, I believe, against another up and... They put him up against an up-and-comer. Oh, Hoffa Garcia. It was a good up-and-comer. Man, his yeah, last... this guy hasn't Joe had a Lozon. fight in a while. How would I remember that? He just fought 07-30-21. Six months ago. Alpha Garcia, he got fight of the week. Anyway, he got knocked out by Alexander Hernandez, who was doing, who at the time was knocking motherfuckers out. He knocked out Benil LaRouche, Chris Gritzmacher. For a minute there, it was looking good till Cowboy put a hurting on him. Beat Joe Lozon. Joe Lozon quit in between those rounds, though. Lost to Chaz Skelly, Davey Ramos. Lost, that was Ultimate Fighter when he lost to Artem Lobov. I still kind of hold that against him. Even though he's looked good and gritty over the years, his, losing to Artem Lobov, that ain't good. Who's he fighting? Who's this guy? Claudia Poyas. El Nino. Oh, this guy beat Jordan Levitt? Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah, this guy's gonna win. This is not where the grizzled, the grizzled vet isn't gonna win this one at this point because it, he's gonna probably try to try to use his cage control and ground game on this fella, and this man has a great ground game, Claudia Playas. So I think he's gonna be able to keep it standing. This guy's fast, taking the young boy on this one, taking El Nino, taking the young man. Where's he from? What what country is that flag from? Does it say on here? What is that? Do you know what that flag that is? is uh, Peru. Peru. He's Peruvian. We got a Peruvian boy. I'm going with the Peruvian on that one. Alonzo Metafield. William Knight. Someone getting knocked out in this one. Neither of these boys got that good of a chin. I believe. Or am I mixing up Alonzo Metafield? Oh, no. He's only... Oh, he's got knocked out by, by OSP. One with a Von Fluchok. Ed Herman... Man, I don't know. I don't really like either of these guys for how they fight. They're both just cocky strikers. Has this guy ever been knocked out? Both been knocked out once. You know what? Well, William Knight coming down in weight, though, right? He's not fighting at heavyweight no more. He used to fight at heavyweight, I believe. He was short for heavyweight. Oh. Man, I don't know. These are some tight matchups, though. William Knight, Alex Menafield, or Alonzo Menafield. 34 years old. 33 years old. Man, this is a tight one. This is a tight one for me. This is another, There's a lot of good coin flips on here. These boys are pretty evenly matched. The only real advantage, I guess, is the reach advantage of Alonzo Menafield. Almost identical records, 11-2 and two to 10-2. and two. Pretty similar fight styles. Alonzo Metafield got the better gas tank, though. And a little bit more reach. So I'm going to take Alonzo Metafield in that one. I think the reach in the gas tank is going to serve him well. And he might be able to get a late finish or get clipped. But could be a decision as well. I as, I as I'm talking it over now to myself, I'm like... Man, is this one going inside the distance? As I said it, I thought at first, but now I'm thinking about it. I almost want to take Metafield decision. But I also like William Knight inside the distance. I think if it goes decision, Alonzo Metafield going to win, though. You know anything about either of these boys? You don't remember them? No. You have watched these guys fight at least five times each, but all right. I don't think I have. Brandon Allen, you've seen this guy fight a bunch of times, versus Roman Delite. You know anything about either of these guys? Brandon Allen. Nope. Just fought Strong Strickland, fought another guy. He's fought a ton. We've probably watched Brandon Allen. Let's see how many of these cards you've watched. <laughs> okay, you watched this one with me. So you've watched one, two, three, four fights. You've watched four Brandon Allen, uh, Brandon Allen fights. He's got some good wins. Tom Breeze, Kevin Holland, Kyle Dacus. Lost, uh, got beat up pretty bad by Sean Strickland, though. I don't even know what this is. Some grappling bout against Hassan Morita. Got a heel hook on Carl Robertson. He beat this guy pretty handily. Roman Delice. Oh, Shrapley, not that good of a win. Miles. 
I've seen more from uh, Brendan Allen over the years just because he's been around for a while. He has looked good. When he looks good, he looks good. But when he he looks bad, he looks bad. He's one of those guys where some nights he just doesn't always look the greatest. He has looked good as of late, though. So I have his recent showing. So I'm going to go ahead and pick Brandon Allen over Roman Delice. Even though I usually root against Brandon Allen. Number 13th versus number 47th. Wow. Brandon Allen were... Wait, no. That can't be right. He well, says like 13th? worldwide in parentheses, so he ranked thirteen. Uh, who knows? Oh yeah, what I guess that comparing. is worldwide. Yeah, you're probably right. Matt Brown versus Brandon Barbarina. Matt Brown knocking out, coming off the knockout over. He has now knocked out both of the Lima brothers. Beat both the Lima brothers, coming off of a win over Diego Lima. Knocked him out cold. Fighting Brian Barbarina, another striker. He's a Ben around the block welterweight striker. And I do not know who to pick in this one either. These have been some coin flips all day long. This is a hard one to bet on here. I mean, Dana White says they're really good matchups. They do have them. all the time. So I would pick Brian Barbarina most times out of most times, depending on the odds on this one. And uh, depending on the odds, I might, if I were to probably put a little money on this card, I would throw him in a parlay. Brian Barbarina looking like a decent parlay piece in this one. On this fight, because Matt Brown is old. He is old. And he doesn't really win the fights until he wins them, like via decision, like, like with a finish. While Brian Barberina still, he just lose. I think he's coming off a loss. He's probably fighting for his job. Lost to Jason Witt, though. Not a good loss. I think he got wrestle fucked. Well, Matt, Brown, to... Matt Brown might try to wrestle him, but it probably. I think at this point, Matt Brown's so old, he's not going to be able to get him down. And Brian, Bar- Brian Barberina's going to be able to work him. I got Brian Barberina's decision on that one. You have something to say? I was just going to say, loss of Vicente Luque is not a bad look, I feel like. Brian Barberina has fought everyone. Randy Brown, Vicente Luque, Leon Edwards, Colby Covington. Those are his losses. Yeah, so top-tier guys, in my opinion. Oh, I was about to say, beat Jake Allenberger. Beat Joe Allenberger. Maybe it's Jake Allenberger's brother. Sage Northcutt, Walry Alves, the only man to ever beat Colby Covington besides Usman, Walry Alves. Joe Proctor, Jake Allenberger, beat both the Allenbergers, I guess. Anthony Ivey, probably not even in the UFC. He's beat some real good names, but he's, he's one of those guys, though. He beats the pretenders, not the contenders. And Matt Brown, in his day, was a contender. But his day has passed. This man at least 40 years old. This man old. How old Matt Brown at this point? 40 years old. About to turn 41. Brian Barberina should be able to win this decision. Should be able to take it home. Not then in all previous episodes when I went, oh, he beat Brian Barberina. That's a real win. If he was this 41-year-old man, I'm going to have to start counting, discounting those wins against him as well. Because he's looked tough in the past. He has looked tough in the past. I can't take that away from him. Now for the fight. My personal pick for the potential fight of the night. Coming up next. He didn't get his match up with Hasbulla as he requested. Rafael Razib versus Brad Riddell. How excited for this matchup are you? 
Not super. Not very excited for some ranked. I like Raphael Fazeev, but I just don't remember any of his fights, and I don't even know who Brad Riddell is. Like, oh my lord! Can, how about you refresh my memory then? Because I'm pretty sure people. Well, Fazeev. You remember him losing the third round, to Bobby Green, probably. No. Bobby King Green. Just give me a refresher of these guys. Who are they? Where are they from? Okay. What kind well, of fighters Fazeev. are they? Yeah. Shit, I don't even know what country Fazeev is from. Let's click. <laughs> he is from. Cryogenicstan? Cryogenicstan? I don't even know. One of those stand nations. He's from a stand, so he's a bad motherfucker. You know that. He's only ever lost once. Okay, is he a striker? He is a striker. He's a striker. He's a beautiful striker. He's a beautiful striker. He has been knocked out before, but he is a beautiful striker. He, especially against Mark... I always mess this guy's name up. Diocles, Diocles, I think is how you're supposed to pronounce it. Mark Diocles, but it's a K. What are some of his best fights? Like, who has he fought? Bobby Green, Renato Moicano, Alex White. I mean, these are... And besides that, he's outside of the UFC. Lost his UFC debut via spinning back kick. Okay, and the guy he's fighting, Brad Riddell. Oh, Brad Riddell. What what is this guy? Brad Riddell. I mean, he's just a mixed martial artist. Okay. He's a real deal mixed martial artist. So what are his big wins? Like what's what makes Drew Dober? He beat the guy that beat he beat Magomed Mustafa, the only loss of Fazeev. Beat that guy. Jamie Malarkey, that's a good ass win. He's beat tough guys. Kanan Song, they bo- both beat him though. He has beat tough guys. So and that is why I'm leaning towards. It looks like they train at the same gym, Tiger Muay Thai. If that's accurate. Yeah. they Well, city kickboxing is probably more of where he trains. That's where Israel Adesanya trains out of. City kickboxing. Is that in New Zealand? Uh, either that or Australia, one or the other. Whatever the hell they live. Yeah, New Zealand. Yeah. This is where... See, I know some stuff about fighters. Yeah, that's where Israel Adesanya trains out of. So he probably trained at Tiger Muay Thai before, but not currently. But Tiger Muay Thai is... The best Muay Thai gym, according to the people that know stuff about Muay Thai. I don't know anything about Muay Thai. I like to call, let's say, bang Muay Thai. That's where TJ Dillashaw fights out of. Yeah. But as it's been stated by a lot of people, there is a big difference in t- Tiger Muay Thai to bang Muay Thai and the quality of Muay Thai that comes out of that place. So, But it's fun to say bang Muay Thai. Brad Riddell, though, it's going to be a great fight. It's a coin flip. Brad Riddell, I think, can do it. He's got more of a skill. He's got more skills. But man, Fazeev is slick in his striking. But Bobby Green was tagging him up in the third, making his gas tank not look that good in the third round. Which it is hard to make your gas tank look good going deep against Bobby Green. He was an active guy. But man, Brad Riddell, he's just won in more ways. He's won. He can win in a lot of ways. Well, it sounds like you're picking. I'm going with Brad, Brad Riddell. Then, that's yeah. for sure. Definitely going with Brad Riddell. I think he's beat better guys, Brad Riddell. Just not as so when Fazeev beats somebody, it is in. It he looks fancy doing it. He's out here leaning, doing matrix. He's, he'll be dodging kicks where the guy will kick in. He'll he won't. He'll just keep his hands by his side and just lean all the way back, Michael Jackson style, like a matrix to kick, to dodge it and then just hit him. He is so flashy, Fazeev. Brad Riddell, very fundamental. No flash in his game. 
tough mother trucker. Going with with Brad Riddell on that one. Our main event of the evening. Jose Aldo versus Rob Font. Coming out of the New England cartel. Yeah, Jose Aldo. <laughs> uh, I think he was a champion at one point. Of, of 145, uh, yep. Lost it to Conor McGregor and then lost it again to Max Holloway. Yeah, two two good guys. I love Max Holloway. Mm-hmm. Two Hall of Famers. People, Conor McGregor's in the Hall of Famers. Oh, he should be. He was the first two two champ, double champ of all time. When I think of Conor McGregor, I never think of anything like Connor's that. Connor's run to the title. I think I need to watch some of his fights because, like, being a newer friend or a newer fan, I've only seen Conor McGregor lose. I think. You beat Cowboy. We watched him beat Cowboy. Well, that's not like a great win. Though. Connor is, I mean, he's not what he was anymore. I just but. think I need to watch some of his fights because when I think Conor McGregor, I think of like all his so fights. So Connor, he's lost. can you pull up his record? Let's I've got it right here. Connor is a real deal professional athlete. Back, especially at this time in UFC, when guys were not to the level of athlete that they were back then. Connor's fast twitch muscles and everything. He's a real deal pro athlete. He's not just someone who can fight. Because there's guys who can fight who are not pro athletes. I mean, you see fat guys get in there and perform well. (laughs) Derek Lewis is a real athlete, though. Derek Lewis has athletic talent. When you say. Derek Lewis is not that slow for his size, he is big and fast and strong. When you say real athlete, do you mean, okay, this person has trained other sports for a long time? Meaning, or do you mean they have athletic ability? Like if, they're fast. They have IQ. No, IQ's got nothing to do with it. Their body is fat, bigger, faster, stronger okay. naturally than so, anybody else. Yeah, we have if different definitions of guided a real athlete. A, if guided in a different direction, they could have played other sports and become professionals. Conor McGregor could have played pro whatever they play in Europe, something with his, he probably could have been, he probably would have been the greatest cricket pitcher of all time over there with that cannon of a left arm he's got. You think he'll go play soccer with Habib maybe? Well, his footwork, I mean, he does have good footwork, but his feet, and he did have great kicks, his feet aren't what his bread and butter. It's It's that left arm he's got. That left arm he's got is an off switch. To any human being on the planet, if he hits you just right, just bink. Except for that old dude in the bar. Except for that old guy in the bar. That old guy ate that left hand. That guy's got a god. God damn, that guy's got a chin on him. But his run up to the title was so good. Yeah, let's talk about it. I don't know. Debuted against Marcus Brimage, who either won or went to the semifinals of the Ultimate Fighter. Looks like he went to the semifinals. And that was a stacked year, too. TJ Dillashaw was on that year of Ultimate Fighter. I believe. Maybe. I could have that wrong. Then, second fight in the UFC. Beats Max Holloway. Really? Kind of an odd fight because he had like a broken foot or something, Conor McGregor. So he actually wrestled him. Mm-hmm. Conor McGregor out-wrestled Max Holloway. It was a young Max Holloway. Very bizarre fight, that one. Knocked out Diego Brandejo. No problem. Flatlined Dustin Poirier, no problem. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that. Dennis Seaver at the time was ranked, but people like to make fun of this win. He was ranked at the time. They kind of just had to get him one. Because, and surrounding all of them, they're like, dang, he's fighting Brandejo, Poirier, Max Holloway. Dennis Seaver made quick work of him, though. Flat, it took him out in two rounds. 
knocked out Chad Mendez at the end of the second round. After Chad Mendez, he actually faced some adversity in this one, Connor. Chad put him down and was getting him pretty bloodied up, beating him pretty good, and then Connor knocked him out. Starched Jose Aldo. Quickest knockout in a title fight of all time. 13 seconds. Then had some fights fall out or something. I can't remember exactly what fell out. Ended up taking the short notice fight against Nate Diaz the first time they fought. I've seen that one. We have seen that one a lot of times. I love watching that one. That's the one where Nate was talking smack to him in there because he he tagged him. And uh, Connor starts backing up. He goes, oh, you're a runner now. And he tagged him again. So then he went for a panic wrestle. Connor's not a grappler. Although his grappling, albeit, is good. He goes, but not to the level of Nate Diaz who was one of the best BJJ practitioners to ever step foot in the octagon. He goes, oh, you're a wrestler now. To him while he's in there, and he choked him out. Great fight. Amazing fight. Immediately said, oh, let's run it back. Same weight class, everything. I'll run it back. We don't have to get down to 155. I'll fight you again. Ran it back on a real uh, camp. Fucking almost put Nate Diaz out. Dropped him twice in one round. Fight of the night, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, that card sucked, though, I'm pretty sure. I'm trying to remember what all was on that card. That <laughs> was the first card I ever watched. Cody Garbrandt was on here. I remember him fighting. Mike Perry. Oh, no, oh, yeah, actually, Mike no. Perry. We got one, two, three, like four knockouts in a row. Four knockouts on the row. Neil Magny getting knocked out in the prelims. Colby Covington knockout. Well, he was nobody at the time. Marvin Vittori is probably his first fight. Guillotine. No, yeah, this is a good-ass card. This card aged well. Raquel Pennington, Artem Lobov, Courtney Casey, Tim Means, Mike Perry, Rick Story, Cowboy Cerrone, Rumble Johnson, Glover Teixeira. Yeah, Teixeira got knocked out. You know what? I don't know who I was. I don't remember who I I am saying that this was not a good card. This is a great card. Yeah, who are you? This is an amazing card. (laughs) That's the second time they fought. This is the first card. I, I mean, it had to have been good to have sold me as it did. When I watched that card, I was like, this is so good. Okay. That was the la- That was one of the last good. Well, actually, let me. Actually, no, because Eddie Alvarez, this card right here. I think this is too, the one I'm thinking of. No. Not the one I was thinking of. What card? Was it 189? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. UFC 189. Probably the greatest card of all time. When he fought Chad Mendez, Mendez McGregor. You want to take a guess what the co-main was to that? I don't even know who Mendez is. The co-main event to Conor McGregor at the time, who was not even a champ, Robbie Waller versus Rory McDonald. Oh, yeah, we saw that Co-main event to that. Yeah. Jeremy Stevens flying knee, Dennis Bermudez on that one. Thomas Almeida had a flying. There were two flying knees on that card. Tim Means versus Matt Brown. Really wanted Tim Means to win that one, but this was one of the greatest cards of all time right here. God. Anywho, we still have not talked about the main event. So yeah, now I know Conor McGregor's track record. I'll put a little bit more respect on his name now yeah. that I know. Well, you don't have to. You can shit on him if you want. I mean, I I definitely never shit on fighters, but I will be honest if I say I don't know much about him and all I know is them losing. I'll make fun of anybody. But Connor, when he's not what he he used to be an anytime, anywhere guy. 
He he had a fight where he had a broken thumb going into it, and everyone knew. And they're like, you're going to fight with a broken thumb? He goes, who needs a thumb to fight? You don't need a thumb to fight. I've got seven other weapons or something like his two elbows, his other hand, his knees, his feet. He's like, I've got seven other weapons. I don't need, I don't, who needs a thumb to fight? And it's like, hell yeah. Did he win? Yeah. Who did he fight? I think that was against Dennis Seaver. Okay. I think he flatlined him without a, with a broken thumb. <laughs> Maybe against Chad Mendes. I don't know, but he had a, he's fought with bro, with injuries through everything. He was an anytime, anywhere guy for a long time. He was a company man for he a minute. He said something was wrong with his ankle when he fought Dustin Poirier. Last yeah, time. they apparently. They did that whole photo shoot of him with a foot in an ice bucket and stuff. It was ridiculous. <laughs> From what he is now to what he was then, it's the two totally different things. From when he fought at 145 to now, it's just a whole different idea. But to the main card, Jose Aldo versus Rob Font. I saw Jose Aldo fight recently, and I was pretty impressed with that. I think he fought Pedro Munez or yeah, something like that. Yeah, he beat Pedro Munez. Yeah, I was impressed with that fight. He's coming off two wins in a row. He beat Pedro Munez, and he beat T- Cheeto Vera. Before that, he got, he lost to Piotr Jan when we were in K-West. That's fair, though. That Piotr Jan is really good. Piotr, Piotr Jan wore him down so hard. That was... You know... He, he real deal beat Aldo. Some guys beat Aldo. Max Holloway beat him for reals. But, like, Connor just tagged him in eight seconds and beat him. Piotr Jan completely dismantled Aldo in every single aspect of martial arts when they fought. He dismantled him. He broke him down more than anyone I'd ever seen break down. Aldo. He made him look more human than ever before. 35 years old now. Fighting the 34-year-old Rob Font. Out of the most annoying ad campaign of all time. The New England Cartel. God, I hated that. I was rooting against Calvin Qatar so hard in that fight against Max Holloway because they would not stop with that New England Cartel nonsense. So tell me about Rob Font. I think he's got the longest reach. He's got a very long reach for 135. He may have the longest. Does he have any impressive fights? Has he been champion? Cody Garbrandt, he just picked off Cody Garbrandt the whole fight, the whole time, just outclassed him. Is this guy a grappler? Striker. Striker. Likes to strike from distance. Okay. Likes to strike from distance from 135. He's got very pretty good boxing. Is he American or foreign? Uh, He trains out of Boston. I'm going to fire a guess that he's American. Let's see. He could be from... Yeah, from Massachusetts. He's the one that's got the sugar mama. How do you know he's a sugar mama? I don't, I don't remember specifically. Or? There was something about... Oh, man, I don't want to misquote it, but he did an interview earlier in his career when he wasn't making a bunch of money, and, they're, and he always has like nice stuff, and they're asking about it, and he's like, oh, yeah, my girl makes money. She does something, and she's like 10 years older than him, too. She's a lot older than him. So when he was like 24 doing it, she's like 40, 38, 40. So now he's in his late 40s. She's almost 50. Speaking of interviews, this is kind of off topic. Never mind. Go ahead. So I realized that I had watched a Anthony Pettis interview like way back, like 2013, 2014, 2015. On the show, like, World of Jinx, you like it. It's about this guy with autism. He's, like, exploring, like, life, and he interviews people and stuff. 
You might like that interview. Maybe. 2013 Pettis was a much cooler Pettis. <laughs> That's when he was for real Showtime. Pettis was a great fighter to watch up until about 2020. 2019, maybe. Whenever, right, when CDF just drug him to the ground and choked him out immediately and he put up no fight, I was like, that's it. There's nothing left in the tank of Pettis. Because yeah. he was always in there with tough guys and you know, forever. He was on a murderer's row. You want to see a murderer's row of a record? Look at the people Anthony Pettis has fought. From day one, this man had up until his last fight they gave him a, a decent goodbye fight with alex morono mm-hmm. on his contract but before that look at this record ufc debut clay guida jeremy stevens you know jeremy stevens he's the who the fuck is that guy joe Lozon, ultimate fighter alum cowboy cerrone benson henderson was a champion. That's what he won the belt from. Or he de- oh, he won it from Ben... Who he won it from? Yeah, won it from Benson Henderson. Defended it against Gilbert Melendez. These are murderers. And he was winning back then. I didn't know he fought Charles Oliveira. Yep. Beat Charles Oliveira. Fought him and won. Where? Oh, I see. I right see. Here, I yeah. see. It. Current Subbed him. Okay. Subbed the greatest submission artist in UFC history. Anthony Pettis back in the day. A lot of difference to where he, how he's fighting these days. Yeah. Lost to RDA, Alderez, Barbosa. But this Barbosa fight was kind of, he just didn't really look like himself because he came off a couple in a row. And it was a Beat Charles Oliveira at 145. And then after that, he goes, all right, I'm doing decent at 145. I just beat Charles Oliveira. Got melted. Absolutely melted. His only finish, his only time he'd been finished while he's in the octagon. Again, right here against Max Holloway. Besides being choked. Like, like knocked out. Like, he yeah. got to the body. He just... But his body couldn't take it after that. Goes back, beats Jim Miller, who's still winning to this day. Dustin Poirier. Michael Chiesa. Beat Michael Chiesa. Lost to Tony Ferguson in one of my favorite fights of all time. Beat Wonderboy Thompson. Knocked him out cold at 170. Nate Diaz... Then this is the CDF fight I was talking about. We watched this one when he fought Nate Diaz. Lost to CDF. I thought he actually lost this fight to Cowboy. I thought Cowboy won. This was on uh, 249 when we had everybody over to the house. When Tony died. R.I.P. <laughs> thought he wa- I actually thought he lost that one. Beat Alex Morono. And now he's coming off two losses in a row. That I did not watch. So... But he, I mean, look at that. Before that, though, that is a murderer's row. When the easiest guy you have fought in the past 10 years is Michael Chiesa. (laughs) I think what I would enjoy and would probably help me understand more about fighters and know them more would be cool to have, like, an episode called, like, When the Chin Cracked and help talk about, like, you know, fighters that were really good, and then when people put the playbook out on them, like, showed you this is how you beat this Well, it's guy. not how it always goes. It's not always quite when the playbook gets put out on you. Sometimes. Or when the chin cracks, like, they just can't. <laughs> when the chin cracks. That's just depressing. Uh, some guys, the chin does I mean, Pettis still has never been not flashed, knocked out. Pettis, 
in this fight against Cowboy, had his hands down and took the biggest head kick Cowboy has landed in the past three years. To the head. No problem. Just started, kept going forward. No problem. Pettis has a chin of iron on him. Pettis has one of the most underrated chins. Or like how you said that guy, you know, wrestled him or whatever. CDF, drug him down and choked him. Yeah, and then he shot people this way to beat this guy. So that would be like a Well, who wrote the playbook on how to beat him was Clay Guida. Way back, 2011. Clay Guida just put the pressure on him hard. And it still took one, two, three, four, five, six more guys until they were able to mimic it on him. And then Alvarez, Barbosa, and RDA all did it to him. Yeah, so that's what I'm talking about. Maybe we do that. Uh, that would help me learn more about well, like, the fighters. Just segments like this. I mean, it's yeah. you don't have to have a whole episode for things like that. But yeah, I feel like I need like a history book of like me. <laughs> well, it changes. It just changes so fast. Yeah, that's true. It's so fast how it changes. When he was champ, Habib was ranked like fifteenth or something like that. Like. <laughs> Bay back, so whatever year that was, twenty fifteen. Yeah, twenty fourteen fifteen. Oh wait, no. Yeah, twenty fifteen. So but anyway, before we go ahead, I still have not announced my pick for the main card. I'm going with Rob Font. I'm going against the people. You're betting against Brazil. I'm betting against Brazil. I'm going against yeah. what people are saying. I'm going against the all-time great. I'm taking the guy who knows how to use his reach advantage. I think he can do it. I think he can do it. He honestly didn't. Aldo looked impressive against Pedro Munoz. That was a, He looked good. He did not look that great against Cheeto. He got Cheeto in a body lock standing and just held on to him for two rounds no is Chino Vera the guy who fought Sean O'Malley but Sean O'Malley's like I didn't lose that fight yes okay that is he is also the man that just put his foot in Frankie Edgar's mouth as you've seen that meme I saw that meme he looks like Post Malone as a fighter Chino Vera these days he looks like Post Malone fighting in his last fight I was like is that a shrunk down I hope he's not as stinky (laughs) but I'm going with Rob Font I think he's going to be able to five rounds Rob Font has shown he can go five rounds. Aldo, in his later years, is starting to fade. He is a high-mileage horse, <laughs> that man. He has spent so <laughs> much time. Horse. He has got to be top three, top five time in the UFC octagon. I think RDA has the most, most time, in, time standing oh, in the okay. octagon. I think RDA has the most. Maybe Cowboy. Well, we could give that a quick Google to empty the show, to end, end the show. Most time in UFC Octagon. Let's see. Well, that doesn't look... Well, apparently I was... Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, yeah okay, I've got it right. Oh, RDA second. Frankie Edgar is number one with almost eight hours. That's wild. Seven hours, 55 minutes. RDA at seven hours, eight minutes. Damian Maya, almost seven hours. Diego Sanchez. I wonder if that like. Where the hell is Aldo like? on here? For, wow, he's all the way down here. He has less time in there than Bruce Leroy, Gleason Tebow, Neil Magny. Neil Magny's silently been racking up that time. Five hours and he's been around. 
Aldo at four hours. So he'll he'll I reach. I didn't expect to see Michael Bisping on there. Well, Bisping fought forever. Bisping he fought. He did. Oh I didn't know God. that. Bisping fought for like fifteen years. Really, I didn't know that. Oh, Bisping, Bisping was. It's I mean, just he, because people. He was a guy that he would, he would be ranked, fifteenth, get to about tenth, lose. Lose a couple times, beat a couple of other guys, get to about fifth, seventh, start losing. Finally, when he was about thirty-eight years old, put together that win, that win, and won himself the belt. Yeah, I was thinking, I was like, I thought he won the belt. At he one lost point. it to GSP. Came out of retirement and beat him. GSP came out of retirement, but I believe he was the younger man in that fight. GSP? GSP when he fought okay. Bisbing. I believe Bisbing was the older man going into that fight. Did he retire right after he got the belt? Yes. Oh. Well, he had, so in his contract, it was like if they let him fight for the belt, he had to fight like three times or something. But he got colitis and was like, I, I am done What's now. Colitis? colitis is like you shitting yourself all the time or something. I think you just shit a lot when you have colitis. I believe you're pooping uncontrollably. He's like, I am done now. I have colitis. That's not what Retire. Michael Bisping. No, that's like. GSP. Oh, I thought we were GSP's talking about Michael like, Bisping. No, I can't do his voice. GSP. <laughs> GSP is an Asian, though. That was like an Asian. No, he's boy. Canadian. But he's got a very French Canadian <laughs> accent. He's like, I like to fight, everyone. <laughs> I tell you, I'm fighting. I can't. <laughs> I am very, very good. <laughs> I started in karate and I worked on my wrestling for a long time to fight in UFC. After Matt Sarah knocked me out, I walk around with brick. <laughs> I walk around with brick. I write Matt Sarah name on brick. And after a few months, I fight. I fight. Win two, maybe three fights. I throw that brick off the bridge. <laughs> then he beat Matt Sarah. Like to Matt, fight him again or yeah, not? yeah. Matt Sarah, the biggest upset in MMA history. Matt Sarah knocking out as much as I love Matt Sarah, he is not on the level. He won Ultimate Fighter Comeback was the name of the the season. So the winners were gonna if Matt you Matt Sarah's the one with the podcast, right? Yeah, we, I love his podcast. And a gym. He's got he's a whole hilarious- Dana Was he on looking for a fight? He's the co host. Okay, yeah. I'm looking for a fight with Dana White. Dainer. <laughs> he, uh, I like Matt Sarah. Yeah, Matt Sarah's a great personality. He was a very he was the first person to ever get knocked out via spinning back fist by Shoney Carter, who was supposed to come on the show. I've not been able to get a hold of him in a minute, but maybe we'll get him on at some point, oh, Shoney. I didn't know that. Okay. Shoney Carter, yep. If you're listening, we're waiting for you. Yeah, Shoney, <laughs> come on, buddy. I got his phone number. I could just call him. He's wild though when you talk to him. He starts sending you pictures. Well, every time I'm like, you want to come on, he'll send me like a picture of like a luchador mask and be like, I won this in 1991. Oh yeah. And I'm like, what is going on, dude? Come on the show and talk about it, please. He is an interesting man, that Shoney Carter. He's a wild guy. He dressed up like a pimp <laughs> for and everything. GSP loves Shoney Carter. But anyway, there's a funny clip of Shoney Carter teaching GSP how to pimp walk. <laughs> and GSP starts to do it and he's like Shoney Carter's like no 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 you're going too fast a pimp's never in a hurry and he starts walking like as <laughs> slow as possible that's a great season of Ultimate Fighter Shoney Carter season oh, I want to watch that one that's a good one the fights are kind of is there a new tough season about to come out or something it's going to suck what sorry is- everybody but it's going to stink <laughs> 
prospect heavyweights against pros and prospect. I think one hundred fifteen. Like heavyweights pounds. are so slow. For the they most are so part. slow. The heavyweight Ultimate Fighter seasons generally stink. There is one good one. When they had, you know, who was on that season? R.I.P. Kimbo Slice, Brennan Schwab, <laughs> and Rory McDonald. That was a a Rory. Uh, I don't know Big Country. Swab no, Roy, Roy, Big Country, Nelson, Roy. What? I didn't know Brennan Schwab was. Brennan Schwab is massive. He was in the NFL. I don't know <laughs> if we're thinking about the same guy. Is, does he have black hair? Yeah, Brennan Schwab. He's the guy that like saved those kids or whatever. Well, nowadays he's kind of does. He has more of a dad bod instead of a fighter bod because he he's into cycling and doing triathletes and triathlons yeah. more. He's a cyclist. How tall is he? Is he like six, six five at least? Oh, okay, yeah, that at makes least sense. he's huge. He's a thick. He's one of those guys though that would never have been able to make two hundred five. He's a real heavyweight. He beat Crow Cop, but he looked. There's some memes. People like to make fun of him. He got starched by Ben Rothwell, and he started like reaching up, like as he was. It's a pretty brutal one, but he started like reaching like up at the sky. They're like he's reaching for them grapes. This has been a lot longer of an episode than I thought. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Rob Font in this one. I think he's going to win. So this has been BS for Brutal. This has been BS for Brutal. Uh, just in case, I'm sorry I'm going to make this a little bit longer. But I've been making TikToks, guys, about who should go to brunch with me, best hair. I'm doing all the pound for pound lists. Pound for pound brunch. <laughs> brunch bestie, best hair. I want to do some more, but I don't really know what and to what do. And what is the TikTok? It's BS for Brutal MMA. Right. Same as Instagram, same as Twitter. Oh, we're on YouTube, by the way. I didn't announce that. We are on YouTube now. So if you just happen to have YouTube Plus or whatever that is, you whatever. If you like to listen to podcasts on there, we've got some cool visuals, and it has our Patreon on it if you want to support the podcast. So, yeah, check that out on YouTube. We're uploading all the older episodes and every other day or so, and then we're going to start uploading these as well. And lastly, video to come. Video to come. Video to come. And lastly, please leave us a good review on Apple Podcasts. It helps more people find the podcast. This has been Beast or Brutal MMA. Thank you. Hey guys, thanks again for listening to the podcast this week. Don't forget to uh, DM us on Instagram if you have anything you want to talk about or if you'd like to be a guest on the show. And also, please leave us a rating and review. It really helps people find our podcast. Again, we really appreciate you guys tuning in every week. Bye.